Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Comic. And it's another episode of the Comic Zone presents Dragon D's Balls. Do to do, bang, you're dead. I'm Vince, joined by my good buddy Mike, my wife Chelsea, and my bro-in-law Scott. I know, Yo. too soon, too soon, man. <laughs> yeah, right. That was fucked up. Uh, that, was, that was a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I had to go dark, but that's because well, we we're the laughing show goes about. Fucking dark, yeah, it does. It goes dark fairly quickly. We were laughing about the little train incident, which we'll get to later. Yeah, but yep. yeah, that one made me feel bad because <laughs> the, the way that she falls in front of the train, I was like, <laughs> and then I'm like, <laughs> then I'm like. Oh, that's fucked up. Why? Right, oops. <laughs> yeah. It's just like she's like planked out. <laughs> They're like, we gotta make it dramatic. She got pushed by a child. Yeah, that little kid. <laughs> yeah, the five-year-old, thirty-pound child. If it were an episode of Supernatural, the kid would have black demon eyes. Yeah, I know, right? Because I was like, man, this is a grown woman. What the fuck happened there? But I have an even more confusing <coughs> moment in the show that. I didn't catch the first two times, and Same. now I'm kind of like, how, what, what fucking happened there? But we'll get uh, into that though. Yeah, because it's a little bit going into. Well, I, I guess it's the beginning of all the fucked up shit, but I feel like there's a little bit of in between we should talk about before it gets into the fucked. There's up There's a shit. lot in between what we talked about last episode and this episode, right? Um, Kevin. Your mic's making weird noises. Just hold it up here. Vinny's right. a cyborg. <coughs> hmm. Wonder why that's. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. It's weird. Anyway, this is episode three of Steins Gate. We're gonna, like I said, quite a bit happened from quite a bit has because happened because I hadn't seen. I'd only seen up to like. What episode? Like five, I, I think. think? No, yeah, so eight no, or seven. Yeah, it was like that. was not very far. No. And now, yeah. I've seen episode 12, what you guys were talking about, and we got to talk about um, My Yuri. Yeah, most definitely. When you're on a chicken bender, grab, grab a, a box of chicken, chicken tenders. tenders. <laughs> 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 and the cutest character in the show, and again, she's the catalyst that drives him jumping through time repeatedly. And I didn't know how spot on I was. Mm-hmm. When I compared it to that Doctor Strange episode where his boo thing yep. dies over and over no matter what he does. And that's what happens with my Eerie. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about with the train. The It's just one of the times she dies. One of the... I was doing some research online and according to the visual novel, you know, of Steins Gate before they put it to a TV show, he... Traveled back in time, they say around 450 times is how often yeah. he tried to save her life. That is a lot well, to put her yourself die under that. that many times is fucking psychologically wearing, to say the least. Well, and I yep. was talking to Scott before you guys got here, and um, it's like, when did he sleep or any of that or eat? Or, and he's like, well, really, he'd be jumping, just his consciousness would be jumping. So he would jump back to what his body was at. Yeah, whatever At that point state in time. his body was, yeah. So his body wouldn't be fatigued, but his mind... Would have no rest. Would have zero right. rest. In those 400, how many jumps? 
They say around 450 was how many times he jumped trying to save her. Can you imagine watching somebody you love die and not only, hundreds of times? Not only that, mm-hmm. but having to explain shit over and over and over and over. Just reliving the same shit yeah. const- just constantly. That's just what he did. He which, just Yeah, which highlights how even though chronologically him and uh, Maki Sekurisu have you know have only been he's only been going back like two days at a time right they've spent a fuck ton of time together because of how many leaps backwards that he's made mm-hmm. and well yeah they all have right. you know in a way working on the project well, and eventually, together and- eventually they start to retain memories too yeah yep um but not in the same way that he does but I mean, later on, they start to. I think my like Yuri a... retains the most, the earliest on. Truthfully, I think she, j- just in the way she talks, and even like the dream, you know, like I, I th- I'm assuming that's a dream he has about her when she's talking to him in that kind of desolate world, and oh, yeah. she ends up disappearing and stuff. I think <clears throat> she was almost like one step behind him when it came to reading Steiner. I think my Yuri senses and knows a lot more that's going on maybe more that she doesn't even understand necessarily herself but i think she's way more perceptive and i don't know if it's just because she's so sensitive to okabe and his feelings and emotions Uh, that's what i was gonna say so in terms of my pet theory for reading steiner for everyone other than okabe i would argue it's going straight into their unconscious mind right right where their mind is retaining that knowledge but they are not conscious of it they're not consciously pulling from it unless really heavily really pushed into remembering yeah right and i think the reason why mayuri is more easily retaining it than others is because like chelsea said She's so emotionally sensitive, she can tell the energy of Okabe, and that's prompting her to start to trigger those memories a bit. Right, like she knows he's not her original, necessarily. Um, Hmm. The girl that runs... The the one that Daru's obsessed with. Ferris. Ferris. She's the one you see retain her memories in real time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, she's the first one you actually get to see, actually... Just like remember, and that's when he's because he goes back, who God knows how many times before uh, they start to work on undoing what they did, right to prevent this outcome. Because for a while, all he does is try to just save Myuri. He just right. keeps trying to take her in different scenarios, and every single time. Well, you know, and I think before we get too deep into that, I think. You know, we need to talk about how they get in, you know, how we get into episode 12, how we were pretty happy-go-lucky. <clears throat> Things mm-hmm. seemed okay. You know, they figured out the time travel, and then Okabe makes what we think is the smart decision in going public with their information versus fucking with time anymore. You know, he's realized they can't keep doing this, and then he gets a text message. Doesn't it say you know too much? Yep. You know, and much. there's a severed doll head mm-hmm. that looks all bloody. And so he starts tripping. And after they have a little party at the lab, that's when Shining Finger or Moica and the yeah, organization, which is CERN, come out, barreling in. Yeah, you find out the chick with the cell phone that's always texting. She's working for CERN. And then, yes, and the, right. the moment he sent that very first text message, they knew. But she's like a... Barely. 
She, you find out later, she doesn't have as much of a part to play as you might think. So she's what's called. I uh, mean, other than she's basically a little puppet. Like, she's just the mole for CERN. Essentially, she got in with them, and you know, even though they knew what was going on, she could relay to them essentially everything that mm-hmm. was happening. And another person that was much closer and a part of CERN the entire time too. Mr. Yeah, Braun. we should. Yeah, Mr. Bo- uh, what's his name? Braun. Mr. Braun. Braun. Yep. Isn't he FB? Yes. Yes. Yep. And dude, there is a fucked up part when he's talking about like his past, and like they're all sitting, like they catch up to him eventually. Right. And yep. Okabe is asking him. Well, he's sitting there just kind of explaining. His reasoning and why he's like kind of stuck in it too, because his daughter, if he tries to leave, they'll kill his kid. Right, he's a you know he's trapped too in his own weird but, way. But he's not, and then he fucking shoots the silver fingered chick, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh, there's only one way to save my kid," and then just blows his fucking head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. that part, I was like, "Jesus Christ!" It gets like dark. this show very much. Like, I think the minute that Shining Finger, that her and the organization, as I'm going to call them, the minute they they go busting into that lab and shoot Myuri the first time, I mean, the whole tone of this show just it shifts so much. Which brings me to the thing that was kind of confusing to me is then shortly after Suzuha comes in, right? And right. she's able to disarm and get have it, she's got a gun on her, right? And her mm-hmm. and Silverfinger have them pointed at each other after she uh-huh. opens a massive can of whoop ass. Yeah, on takes everybody out else. everybody in the room. Yeah, in she's like a, a split second. badass bitch. Yeah, you're but like, what the fuck? When Silverfinger gets distracted and Suzaha fires off around, she's like a foot from and her she face. She still dodges it. <sighs> or misses. I'm like, how is that? I think she, well, she, it shows her lean. It's how we move the plot along. Well, she, I know, but well, it's no, just like. It just shows, like, she moved her, she. I mean, moved which when we get more into it. made her miss. And you do too. You'll understand why I have more of a problem with it. I can't talk about it too much. But these two know why, you know, with her, it's like, bro, come on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like how'd you miss that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, has anyone ever tried to shoot a rattlesnake? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you can fast. miss at almost point blank range. Yeah, as she, silly as that if sounds, you pay attention and, to that, and if you pay attention to that part, as she pulls the trigger, like she, as she like makes her like look basically behind her, she flinches back too, and makes a move to make her miss at the same time, like Neo in the Matrix. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's not. I, it's not so much that you have to dodge a bullet. It's you have to dodge. You move somebody's before aim. she pulls the trigger. Right. You dodge their aim, not the bullet, and that is right. totally doable. Yeah. I mean, right. It's, but I mean, it's just the way I think they animated it. it and they're both kind of like. And they both seem pretty highly trained. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, but when shit hits a so, fan, how many professionally trained like SWAT officers miss? Right. That's what I mean. It's like so she's trained enough to and has those kind of reflexes to be able to move, and know when somebody's gonna try to shoot her. 
I know. I'm just saying it, it kind of raised an eyebrow to me, like something I've missed before that I was like, huh, that's well, kind of Well, I weird. think we should also bring up the fact that Mike ruined it for himself. Yeah, yeah you felt, fucking well, spoiler for yourself. Uh, We're spoil worried sport. about Scott. And I was, telling, it for I was telling Scott what happened was I, I must have, because I, when I went back, I was remembering everything up to the point to where they kick in and shoot her. I must have like dozed right before that dozed off and then woke up as he was like holding her dead body so i only missed how did you feel like, though ma- waking up to that like i just want to know just like well at, th- at that point i was like trying to sleep and i was just like huh i wonder if that's what they were talking about and then like went back to sleep and then i'm like thinking about it the next day and i'm like yeah that's probably like what they were talking about yep. and then i messaged you guys and then had to go back and watch, but I didn't miss as much as I thought I did. It was just them. I didn't see the team of people kick in and her get shot. It's definitely a shocking moment. Like I remember watching it, and I was like, "They're no, they're not. They're not going to shoot cute little Mayuri." And then they do, and I was just like, huh? "Like even just now, like this us just watching it through again, I got all like choked up, and I just sat there and like cried a little to myself. I was just like, "Oh, like Mayuri, yeah. I just love her." Yeah, and then. So, like we said, he starts jumping through time, trying to save her over and over and yes, over. Yes, over and over and over again. And no ma- it's it's like the Doctor Strange What If episode. It's mm-hmm. like no matter what he does, she's kind of that that one point in time. That's the constant. In that's time the constant that, that cannot be changed. Like, no matter what he does, it doesn't matter, but you they, know. But they find out that that isn't necessarily true. Not necessarily. Um, he that that's when the show starts to come full circle because then you find out that as they decide that trying to save her is a moot point. You can't stop it. Right, at they that can't point. stop you it happening. Go, you have to go back further. So then he starts undoing the emails and the text messages. What that, he did for all of his friends, yeah. giving Ferris her father back, making Ruka we, a let's girl. Start, let's start at the mm-hmm. beginning of those. So where do they start correcting things? Was it Ferris? The, yeah, they had to. They had to work their way backwards. backwards. Ferris yep. was the last yeah. huge change. Because remember, it changed the yep. entire city around even because mm-hmm. she saved her father. And so they have to essentially go back to her and tell her... Like, we have to undo this. And and I think, isn't she a little reluctant at first? To change it back? Yeah. Well, yeah, because she felt like it was her fault that her dad died because right. they got in an argument. He was off on, like, a business trip or whatever in another country or wherever he was at. And uh, she told him he, she wished he was dead or something, and he jumped and, on the next plane and to, ended to up- go, like, comfort her and, like ended up dying on that trip. So she sent the text that was like, I'm sorry, Dad, or whatever it said. I don't remember what it said, but she prevented that and saved her dad. And then the city completely changed. She never opened, uh, what is it, Queen Maeve's? Yeah, the little kitty cafes. Nobody even knew what those were. Okabe remembered, but nobody else knew what he was talking about. Which, again, just shows how like dark and weighty the show is to be like, oh, hey, to save Mayuri, you have to let your dad die again. Like, yeah, yeah, and then to talk these people into changing what they what currently they know as like their present, and which it's good that none of these people are overly selfish because at some point somebody could have been like, no, fuck. Don't you. they explain to Ferris about Mayuri and the situation? Don't they end yeah. up having to tell her like she is going to die? 
if oh, we yeah, don't like do every, this. Every time, yeah, every mm-hmm. time. Because well, they have to do the same with Ruka. He, they has have to, to, he has to impress on them the weight of the situation. Like Right, that it's way more grave <laughs> than they originally thought it was going to be well, changing this and up. And I feel like their connection with Mayuri and how sweet of a person she is, like, of course they're going to be like, well, fuck, you know. She, well, she's kind of the well, one that brings... she's innocent in all and of this. She is innocent in literally all of it. She doesn't have... She never asked them to send a D-mail for her. She never... You know what I mean? Like, she exactly. never asked anything of Okabe except she just wanted him there, like, you know, for her and stuff. And so... But she is also, I think, one of the main components of everybody being together. Because she's like, I invited so-and-so to the lab. And she's, you know, in a way, as well as Okabe, the catalyst for all of them being friends and getting together. Because she's so friendly and caring about everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to the elephant in the room. And that is... Urishabara Ruka, delicate as an orchid, fair as a cherry blossom, <laughs> the personification of feminine grace, and a dude. <laughs> Tall as a willow, slender as a reed. A dude. A dude. <laughs> Radiant in shrine vestments. Dude. He has Sun to keep telling himself. In a rosy sky, cicadas buzz. Ruka. Is a dude. <laughs> <laughs> so it. the part when he, I do too. when that gets changed up, and he's oh. like, "She's a guy," and he like grabs her from behind. Oh my starts, god! Like, groping her. Such there, a like, Goku moment. <laughs> it is too the way he pats it. I yeah. said that to her. I was like, "He's Goku, dude." <laughs> he yeah. like he like gripped it. Yeah, he he, he didn't just pat. There was some straight up like cuppage, that you know, like, like full. <laughs> he grabbed her by the pussy. Yeah, grabbed yeah. by the pussy. <laughs> good, good thing she liked it though. I mean, but she isn't she like a high school student? Aren't uh, they all? Ish. No. Well, no, no, he's like first year of college. So like eighteen. Yeah. 19. Who, I mean, Okabe? there's still yeah, there's still little teeny boppers, and everybody's in love with Okabe, including Ruka. Like, they all are just like, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has to tell himself, a she's a dude. A dude. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, she's a dude. So <laughs> when I was fine, when I was getting that clip ready, I was, like, crying, laughing. <laughs> well played. Gentle yeah. as the breeze. It's one dude. of those parts. <laughs> it's one of those parts in the show too that just it takes you so off guard at first, and then you just you can't help but laugh because he keeps going on with his like little haiku about cicadas, and then a dude, yeah. and you're just like, okay, like we get you have to keep telling yourself that she's a dude as well, you know. <laughs> and but it's weird how that episode is weird as shit when he's like trying to convince her to change it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's it's fucking funny because it's it's weird how they fucking make it like a sweet thing and then it's like tear jerky by the end. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I see convincing where you're her from. to become a dude again and like having to go on a date with her and. Right. <laughs> like right. that whole episode was so fucking it was just like <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I mean kinda of, what do you expect though? I mean the show I feel like is it is kind of weird in a sense too, especially even just how we talked about before, the way they just throw you into the middle of it and you're like WTF like it I think there are just certain parts that are just meant to be that way and like kind of like cringy and stuff, because they are cringy characters. 
in a way. They're all well, these yeah. weird, awkward a, misfits. And the next one we get to talk about is uh, Daru and then the pony, the pigtails chick. Suzaha. Okay. And that's <laughs> a big that's a big fucking revelation because you find out that she is... John Teeter. John Teeter. Yes. And from the future... What did you think of that? Because I knew you, because you thought that Okabe was John Teeter the whole time. Yeah, for yeah, at first, but then you guys said no. So then I'm like, it it, it was surprising that it was her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always knew there was something weird about her. Obviously. Well, we all right. did, and there's even you know you you catch subtle hints too. There's one point very early on in the show where Okabe gets a text message, and she's like, "Is that the Daily Death Report?" And he's like, what? You know, she's like, oh, never mind. It's something from a TV show. But she gives off all these little hints that, like, until you watch it through again, you won't pick up on. But then you're like, oh, yeah, like, it makes total sense that. Like her hatred of Maki Sekarisu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you find that. Um... Or the fact that her and Daru were supposed to meet up and they didn't. He was supposed to meet up with his time traveling contact and. Um, just, yeah. But. Also, uh, another thing, too, is um, I-, I love the part where Suzuha has the uh, pin, and so Mayuri takes a picture of it. <laughs> and so to be sneaky and try to find her dad, she <laughs> puts out a kidnapper, kidnap oh. somebody. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Her bright flyer. colored flyers. And then Makase later meets up with them, and she's like, I have grim news. It seems, Suzuha, your dad was a kidnapper, and they just start <laughs> fucking laughing. <laughs> I know, it's like the one light and kind of Then they gotta run from the cops. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Poor little Mayuri just trying to help and, like, yeah. just causing chaos. Yep. That shit is funny. Yeah. Um, so, what we were getting at toward with, so with the Daru thing, and you find out that she is John Teeter, and that... She is from the future, and not only that, but the the satellite they crashed into the building is actually a time machine. But yep, the, it's her machine. But then, as it goes on, uh, you find out she's trying to leave, go to nineteen seventy five or whatever. Yep, to go and find an IBN so she can get it to them in the future. Um. But then the machine isn't working, and Daru has to start fixing it. There's a weird-ass fucking part where he's, like, hitting on the pigtailed chick. Suzaha. Suzaha. <laughs> yes. Hitting on her, telling her to get in there, and they can take their like, clothes off. Like, strip down, yeah, because yeah. it's hot AF in there. And then five minutes later, you find out she's his daughter. Oh, so you do know. Okay, yeah, that's okay. the only reason why I was like, ah, to her, because I was like, I don't know by if she this, knows By yet. this okay. point, Suza's gone. She went to yeah, the past. Yeah, she left, and she Okay, failed. I just she, wanted to make sure that didn't get spoiled and she either. she failed. I failed. Yeah, I, that, that whole episode's that like, sucks. Oh. I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't get that. Oh, fair. So she, she went back in time, and, like, something happened, and it erased her memory. So... Look at, so her um, time machine crashed into the radio building because there was something wrong with the guidance system. And the same thing happened again when she went back in time. And so she got jarred and hit on the head and fucking bumpy re-entry, right? And then she remembered later on? Yeah, she remembered a few years before she killed herself. Okay. So she had lost her entire, so she partied in the 70s, which I mean, fuck, that'd been fun. (laughs) 
you know, I'm just yeah. being honest. Like, hey, seventies, eighties, woo. But like her, it was all a waste, and she says that her whole life was a waste. And yeah, because she remembered what her mission was. It came back to her one day, and she couldn't live with the guilt of knowing that she fucked up, and the world was gonna end the way that she was trying to prevent. So that's why she killed herself. And she, uh, you find out that she, in later in her life, took in Mister Braun. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this shit is just full circle shit, man. It's it really kind of like is. Mistborn, huh? Yeah. But like I was telling you, I mean, it's time travel actually written right, I feel like. You know, it's um, it's pretty, I don't know, like, they tried in Dragon Ball Z, but uh, like we talked about, they failed. Even Back to the Future has, like, huge plot holes. But I feel like the plot holes even that Steins Gate has are pretty you know, forgivable. Well, the thing that I will tell people that they don't think about the show is this show, the the TV show is based off of a visual novel and all the things that happen in the show are different timelines and pathways you can take in the visual novel because the visual novel branches. So they had to take all these narratives. Oh, you could choose your path? Yes. And so because of that, you, um, all those different choices, they had to weave into one cohesive narrative. That's crazy. So it was lightning in the bottle in terms of the script and the show doing that right. Yeah, well, I mean, and they do it, they do it right because, they, I mean, he does start going back. They does convince each one of these people to reverse what they did. Um, and then you get to Shiny Finger. And then this, because she's the one that keeps killing Myuri this whole time, like, or a bunch of these times, like she, right. she, she's the constant and like the one, the leader of the team that goes in to kill Mayuri. Right. So by the time he catches up to her, I mean, and he does a few times, remember he catches her in the park and then gets, yep. but at one point after changing so many things, that's when Mr. Braun or FB FB, yep. Cuts yep. her off, and she's freaking the fuck out. And then you find out that her story's fucked up, too. Yeah. 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 They all are in, in their own ways, every single one of them. And it, yeah. it, like you see her as this cold-blooded like murderer and just like some, you know, emotionless like shadow agent, basically, that's just there to get, to get the job done. And then you find out that the only reason she's doing it is because she's... Like you've been sent, like she's alone. She and has nothing. The, the person behind the text messages is the only person she's ever had. Yeah, yeah I think she's like, I, I think she's a good example of a lot of people that I think are lonely and, you know, they find it like online or internet relationships, you know, yeah. with people and get attached. Um, you know, like this, this person understands me because I think I think he did. And I think even though she's like a cold blooded killer, I still think she was a very socially awkward, anxious person despite that. Because even even though she seems like a killer, I, I think how she was with Okabe and not even being able to like talk to him and only do it through message. I don't think <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think that was fake on her part. Honestly, no, I, I think that very right. truly is. Even though she works for this organization, she's a sad, lonely, awkward, anxious individual that doesn't know how to actually socialize in person. She can only do it 
through a keyboard. Well, that's how, I mean, she was perfect and ripe for manipulation, and that's why mm-hmm. he chose her. Yeah, well, you think exactly. about it. The you reason I mean? why she kills, I ha- I don't think, is because she wants to, so to speak. I just think it's that just because... She, she would do it, do it without question. She has, for, like, a Stockholm Syndrome for FB, yeah. honestly. Well, he's like, the only thing that has given her life any sense of purpose or meaning. Or she, right. she thought it was a woman. Yeah. And then later he tells, he says that he, she's not the only one and that he uh, tailors, tailors message. the messages for whoever, for the person that he's sending them to. He, he was a master he, manipulator. He, yeah, he, and, yeah. I, and I'm sure that crushed her in a sense to know that she wasn't and a then, special person to him. She was just a number of them. And then he just fucking shoots her. It's almost like cult vibes, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's he's just like, just yeah. in a sense. It's just you know, like, like if you were creating... I've got some Kool-Aid for you. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you brainwash somebody. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Well, she was so desperate for to have anyone that... And isn't that so sad, just the lengths that she went to just to not... Like, they all did. They just... You know what she is? She's the female version of guys who subscribe to OnlyFans, where they're so desperate for any kind of human connection, they just give up their money and self-respect for it. Like, she's that kind of person that gives up everything just to have that connection. Or back in the day with, like, chat rooms where you... I mean, you didn't ever know who you... You don't know who you're talking to, and that's right. still... Like, you can create a profile on a Or, like, the site. phone sex lines uh, that people would call. You know what I'm saying? People like, do just... It, me. People do it all the time to... You know what I mean? And take advantage of, uh, like, lonely people. Lonely people are very easy to take advantage of. Well, they are. And, like, I mean, if you even watch the show Catfish, you know, like, I've watched all the seasons and stuff. I mean, there were even people people on there. People send money to, like, someone There were people on there that were convinced that they were dating, like, Chris Brown or Katy Perry and stuff like that. And (laughs) Which, I mean, I know we kind of laugh, but at the same time, think about if we... Think about if we were in that kind of situation. Like, if we were that lonely enough that... It's really sad. It is really sad, you know, that... That state of mind is not healthy for anybody it's not no no yeah all right now i'm a dick for a fucking laugh (laughs) we're just gonna make it feel bad dating chris brown (laughs) 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 sucker (laughs) (laughs) fucking nerd i mean but yeah i mean that's just the point of what goes on with her is like somebody who's that desperate if you give them like a even a shadow or a like a facade of what they actually want which is just to have someone yeah yep. they just want someone yeah, yeah to and, be there and, and to care and you give them a fa- like a f- character yeah it's like a, a it's, being a drug it's, dealer it's, it's, it's that giving them that just that little bit of a sample yeah you just keep them giving in. them a little piece well and yeah. it makes sense too like her character later on how she like blows up okabe's phone all the time she's constantly like wanting to keep in contact like a jealous and... boyfriend Almost in a sense, yeah. Like she, she's kind of like that crazy girlfriend, you know. Yeah. Eyes uh, meme, um, that, you know, she's constantly making sure that she's in contact with him. That you know he'll respond and stuff. I think she just gets so hooked. And, and I think the killing my eerie thing was hard for her because I she think did, it was too. She did hang out with them for a while, and then they made her feel like one of them. Yeah. Well, and Mayuri so was the one that been... would always be inviting to people. You know, she kind of brought them into the sanctum. Was just like, we have a new friend and lab member. Like, here we go. But FB's fingers were already. You know what I mean? 
Oh, he yeah. had oh, a grasp yeah. on he her already. already. Well. It didn't so, matter. She said, without question, I would kill for, you know what I mean? He yeah. asked her that, and she said, I wouldn't even question yeah, it. Yeah, like, I would just do it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's one of those, she's a tragic character, because on the one hand, you want to hate her guts and be like, you fucking bitch, you well, shot her. Well, he does at first, because he busts in the room, and they're like, we're going to get her fucking phone, find out what she sent, and that's how we're going to get, like, change that one, because... She is that one where you can't just go. Oh, I forgot oh. that she did a D mail too, and we yeah. didn't know what. It, what was it again? I don't remember. Um, I think it's just the location of the fifty one hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't okay. Got it. So, yeah, he busts in there and like tries to get the phone, but she's like losing her fucking mind. Because, Isn't that a tense scene to watch? Because yeah. you're like, God. But dude, damn. when he punches, like, dude, because he's like sick of this shit at this point and yeah he's, like, he's just done he's like this fucking bitch keeps killing my fucking friend and he just blasts her in the fucking jaw like hard as fuck and then like <laughs> kicks her into the wall <laughs> to yep. get her phone and runs out but you know at first they try a couple of times to like send shit back but it doesn't change anything because at first they think it's about her phone like she Right. She, yeah. She said she didn't like her phone, and that's the one she said she sent. Was yeah. That she, I don't like this phone. I just bought it a couple days ago. That's what I want to change. Right. But that's not, you know. Right. I mean, obviously, really, well, yeah, that's she, not. That's not what she really said. She's a liar. So yeah. that's what they thought, and they tried to change that. Didn't work. But so eventually, he opens a door and like tries to reason with her, and then like rapes her a little. I mean, yeah, it's sexual assault for sure. Yeah, how did the person walking up not go, oh, he's raping? Like, that didn't look like two people having sex. He's, like, on top of her, like, holding her arms down. I mean, BDSM's like, a thing. I don't know. Okay, but <laughs> the door's open. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, dude, there's some weird fucking people out there. I'm just saying. Okay, Chains true, but... I, you know, me. I think when it comes to most people, though, they would just ignore that and try to move on and not be witness to something horrifying like that. They'd be like, well, I'm just... That happens all the time. It does. That's uh, what uh, I'm saying. It does happen. I was going to say time. there was an example in New York. I think this was a few years ago where a chick got raped in front of like 50 people in New York, and they just all kept fucking, walking. Yep, they kept yep. walking. They did the whole like just sheep in the headlights, like oh fuck, and just kept walking. Wow. Well, they've even done experiments too of like, um, say like a you know like a woman's purse getting stolen, obviously by an actor, and they ask people around to identify or try to give them anything of what they saw and usually people are like oh no i like i didn't see nothing yet like they don't pay attention they don't want to be a part of that and so i'm legally blind i'm an innocent bystander everybody's blind yep all of a sudden nobody can see shit it's pretty shitty though like how that is a thing in society today you know what i mean like it's probably always been or you know how about when someone's getting their fucking ass beat and no one's trying to break up the fight except you know everyone's fucking got their phones out filming it it's like help this fucking person. But I mean, to be fair, I think this is just a human nature thing. There's plenty of examples of history. Yeah, I mean, oh, hey, we're the Mongols. We just took over your city. All right, rape and pillage whatever the fuck you want. Like, I'm sure there were some Mongols that were like, fuck that. But I guess it's just even... They're like, I don't really dig this, but I mean, if you say no, they're going to be like raping you. Right, but it's just heinous because like technology has shown just how shitty we are, and it's so easily accessible too. I mean, fuck, world star hip hop. I mean, that's renowned for. I bet people have said the same thing 
over and over throughout history, no matter what time. Right, but I mean, it's it just is. so widespread now with technology and media. Like, you can Dude, actually think see... about it. Think about it. You would have seen brutality right in front of you back in the day, though. Or participated. Yeah, or participated, right. or like the Coliseum. Right. That was a form of entertainment, watching people die. Oh, hey, look at those Christians get eaten by lions. That'd be like going to a UFC event. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it's the same. Okay. You're right. Okay. I'm wrong. Okay, good. Okay. Thanks. Feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Cunt. <laughs> That's funny. No, he does that all the time on the podcast. He's like, well, no, Vince, you're <laughs> well, fucking it's wrong. It's a conversation, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> Why don't you go eat a bag of dicks? No, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't be. I was just making a point. Like, okay, and so was I. You know, I mean, we, just... we we see it every day on Facebook and shit. Like, that's true. Well, no, but... it is true that you are able to see a lot of the modern day fucked up shit, and like from far away, you can see shit in from in other cities. I just think it makes it more easy to be aware of it. Exactly, and that, that's a, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. it's fucking everywhere. You yeah. know. Well, people are shit. Yeah. Like it's just it's just that simple. I mean, people that are makes, shit. That sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, one thing I wanted to jump into. I sent you guys all last night a, a video of the voice actor for Okabe talking about his. Um, oh, I didn't even get to watch it. Maybe should we uh, I didn't either. Uh, but you should talk about it still. Though. Okay, so well, how long is it? It's like seven minutes. Um, oh. So you can watch it afterwards. The very short version is is that he was the script writer to the show as well as being the lead character. And by the time that that character is in the car having the breakdown a couple episodes after Mayuri gets shot first, that performance is a wonder of him just losing his shit in the, the studio, like him just emotionally being so invested in that story, in that character, and just letting loose. Yeah. So when you listen to that performance... He's actually crying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Like, and it's one of those, I, and I would argue, um, I'm not a big fan of this argument, but you see it all the time in anime where you'll be like, oh, the sub is better than the dub. And I say bullshit in this anime's case. I really do. So, yeah. I think the performance in this anime is top notch all the way across the board. Well, and it seems, it seems goofy as fuck in the first episodes. Yep. Like, you're just like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, that's all I could, I'm just like, this guy's a fucking retard and he's going to get everybody fucked. But, I mean, it's not quite that, though. Like, he does push things forward, but he does say, he's like, nothing was ever supposed to actually happen. Like, yeah, we he, were just fucking around. Right, he's like, I wasn't... I'm a nobody. Yeah, right. like, yeah, this wasn't like, supposed to happen like this. Yeah, just take the fucking time machine. Oh, and we forgot to mention that, that before... They so before they actually use the time machine when he jumps back after Myuri dies the first time. Before that, he decides that they're not going to use it. Yep. And that they're going to just publish their findings, and he's like, "Well, let somebody else fucking make the ethical call on whether or not we should use it or not." Right, because they—that's when they figure out already, that yeah, they can send the memories back, and he's like. Mm. And he's already seen, oh. that's because he's already seen the effects of just sending information back in time. Yeah, you 36 bytes of information. Just all goo, you know? 
Oh, yeah, they showed a scene where Mayuri's, like, all gooed into a wall, so I wonder if he even tried to fucking send her back somehow. No, I just uh. think that's his mind uh, connecting those two, because he would have had no capacity to send her back. And that's what I wondered, too. That's why I was like, yeah, but I figured it was probably well, he his could mind have it. just... No, well, I mean, about... he could at some point because he could have went and snatched her and brought her back. You'd have and... to force her in a microwave, like. No, no I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I mean before, after he knows she, and he's making his attempts but to he, save her, he could have got her one time and sent her through time. At I, one I don't point. see how though, because the actual ability to to get a time machine that she could even fit in was decades still in the future. Right, no, they had I'm no talking means. Talking about the headset one. That sends just your memory. It doesn't send your body. Oh, yeah. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, if you cut her up into little pieces, threw in the microwave, and sent that back, sure, but that'd be the only <laughs> way you could do it. She is the box of chicken yeah. tenders That now. is the Dahmer <laughs> version of, of, yeah, that's the Dahmer oh, yeah, time. Her on. head just appears. No. Wait, now we gotta do it. Yeah. When you're on a chicken bender, grab a box of chicken tenders. Buck, buck, buck. I just think of a macabre that, yeah, that scenario adds a whole of him new level just of, shoving her into the microwave. Yeah, that adds a whole new level f- of fucked up to that. Right? Yeah, like, it does. Yeah, he puts on, you know, a rain jacket. And he's like, have you ever heard who, uh, Huey Lewis in the news, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he's Sorry. like, now you're the chicken tenders. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I think that's just his brain connecting those two things together. Right, like the dream of, he's- like, the desolate landscape and shit yeah and her being aware she's like because even in that desolate landscape she even tells him like he is he her original she finally found him and she's like i'm not the original me but i think she said he was though yeah he was but she wasn't so Mm -hmm. even even then at that point with that dream i think it really gives you that how can there be of oh sorry no i was just saying i really think it gives you that sense of how connected she is with him yeah, how can there, how can there be an original? Isn't there the alpha and beta? So there's two originals, right? I mean, well, is there a point when they split from a, a single timeline? So yes, but I'm not going to get into that because you need to finish this this the series. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It would be a spoiler for you. Yeah. But... So, because um, when you finish the series, then we can talk about Steins Gate Zero and where that fits into it, and that'll kind of add a little bit more to it for you I as keep well. keep taking the ashtray, sorry. I know, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to just ash like on your carpet? You know, just like... Eh. But yeah, in terms of the big beats of the story as to where you are, you know, obviously he's been trying to save her. He starts trying to undo all the text messages so that he can get back to that original line. And then... Once he starts to realize what happened to that original line, he goes, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Because in the original world line, which we see in the first episode, Makise Kurisu is, is dead. dead. And that's where I ended. Is Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, by the way, that's as far as we're going in this yes. episode is at the point that I'm at, he, find, he realizes, you know, as they set things straight, and they're, yeah, as they and, start going and, back and, and undoing and, everything. And by the way, each time they set something right, he stays the execution, as he puts it, Yeah, by a day. Wait, I have one so, quick question. One segue. Is Suzaha killing herself? That is a permanent thing, right? That is no. never... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just no. in that one. Yeah. Just so, in that one. Okay, uh, that's yeah, what because, I thought. Because I, uh, in one, she dies of old age. Right. 
That's right. Okay, sorry. I, I forget. It's it's a little But fuzzy. I will say I love that scene because it's the same thing if you're watching it for the first time. By the time you get to that point where you remember that Makusei Kurusu is dead in the original world line, when he remembers and that piano music kicks in, yeah, he goes, he oh, like, fuck. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. it's just turning in his head and she's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. But it does it for you as the viewer yeah, that first go around because you forget that. Like time just slows down and he's like having revelations. He's like, fuck. Yeah, well, yeah. and see, that's... And he a... remembers like the whole... Because she what, what sets it off is she says... She asks Why what the original... You... D, what was the original text... And then he remembers like what started it all. And when he sent Daru that text message about her being f- finding being her dead, dead body. Yep. Yeah. Well, and again, yeah. I, that's why I argue that the uh, first few episodes had to be that way and just throw you in the deep end because for to make that scene sell, you have to kind of be a little overwhelmed to where that fact just kind of falls yeah, away. Yeah, and then you remember it because you because for- you forget about it too because you've gone through this whole debacle of you get all these side characters that like we said kind of in the beginning you really don't think they might amount to much you know what i mean they're just kind of in there like ferris and ruka and moika mm-hmm. you know shining finger or whatever they're just kind of part of the story no everybody until matters. they do like once you hit episode 12 that is the shift where you go oh fuck and you're so focused on him trying to save Mayuri and undo it that like scott said you forget that that happened. And when you realize it, you're like, oh, well, all no. the emails and then, you know, it's funny on, that they're all the memory skips. Yeah. Like, why did they shit. change that? I have no clue. Yeah, it's email like a. Oh, like it's just DeLorean mail. It's a reference <clears throat> to Back to the Future. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. That's so, cool. yeah. So D mail is just the very specific time travel message. Oh, so. I got you. But yeah, no, it's uh, I love that scene because it hits you and you're just you feel that weight, that crushing weight of oh god to save Mayuri now she's gonna now have, she's got to die and is he gonna try and keeps throwing himself in the grinding mill to save her now and or? then by the way as he after he realizes this that's when they finally start fucking like. Addressing them, yeah, addressing their (laughs) well, undying love for each other, and that's a good point, though, that I'm glad we got to because that was also one of the ways that Scott enticed me into watching the show because he had been talking to me about it and telling me about the time travel BS, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I don't care, I'm not a big fan of anime, don't want to watch it, and then he's like, but you just have to because he, you know, he gets stuck between the woman he loves. But then the woman that he loves, and I'm like, well, wait, what What does that mean? You know, I'm like, well, now I got to know. And and it's true, you know, he he loves Mayuri, and he loves, uh, you know, Makase Kurisu, you know? In different ways. In different ways. He's in love with Makase. Urishibara Ruka. Delicate <laughs> as an orchid. Fair <laughs> as a cherry blossom. A dude. The personification of feminine grace. Yes. And a dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that last one, though. Personification of female grace. A, a dude. dude. And a dude. <laughs> She'll be on RuPaul's Drag Race next week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, dude. by the way, how come we've never called dick pics D-mail? That, I feel like that's a missed 
thing there. Because we be. didn't get him an email. We got him a text message at but like still, 1 a.m. at a like warranted that name time. For it That's what I mean. Dick pic D-mail. Sent you a D-mail, girl. Yeah, we better sh- open that shit. <laughs> hashtag D-mail. <laughs> Don't Snapchat leave me on that red. D-mail. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh fuck. That's how you send a dick pic in the future. <laughs> D-mail. D-mail. <laughs> <laughs> or in the past, for that matter. <laughs> Girl, this dick is so good, it'll change yeah. your timeline. Uh, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Here you go, Marie Antoinette. <laughs> it's all painted. <laughs> the painted email comes across the screen in the style of Monet. <laughs> right? A painter just has a dream one night <laughs> during the renaissance. He's like, I gotta paint this dick. I gotta paint this dick to this vivid look. And show Marie Antoinette. Oh, look at that <laughs> shading! Like, uh, like in Superbad, he's like, I had an obsession <laughs> with drawing dicks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> veiny ones, smooth yeah. ones, hairy so ones. One time, I was on a real veiny, triumphant bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and fuck. then that's when the little girl like sees it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and tells on him, and he's got a lunchbox like, full of And then of the dicks. teacher finds this lunchbox dick treasure chest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like looking through them all, and there's like a fucking cowboy dick <laughs> yeah. riding a rocket. I like the wizard like one. Yeah. yeah, that one's The wizard good. dick. <laughs> Leviosa. Leviosa. It reminds me of South Park when you got the dick on the mouse, and they sing into the moon. <laughs> yeah, right. Show me your Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see your Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin to my chamber of secrets. <laughs> Ronald Weasley's Lavios. Accio Burn. Ron, stop. Oh, Hera, don't stop. <laughs> oh Go on, Hera, you are the chosen one. <laughs> I said, but Ron, what if I get nervous? What if I, I can't, can't get, get it up? up? But Ron, I'm so nervous. Doesn't he like Leviosa? Yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Oni cartoons. They're Go Harry, check them out on YouTube. Potter, They're great. Parody, super funny. Yeah, yep. they so do great. one for Dragon Ball Z as well. Yeah. It's fucking great. Did also check out Leo and, and Satan. Yeah. I think we played a little bit of it, the Dragon Ball one. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you, pops? Right. What are you, gay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? The cake is delicious. The cake was delicious. Prepare <laughs> <laughs> to die. Prepare to fry. <laughs> I love this. We went from talking about dicks to Harry how Potter funny and Dragon it? Ball Z and How funny minutes. would an Oni cartoons thing of Steinsgate be? It little? would be oh pretty good, honestly. See, it needs more awareness. More people need to watch it because I feel it's a very underrated show. It's I hard. Agree. It's a hard sell, though. We talked about it, it uh, is. before. It's, it's like to get into... You have to just like power through. You do. You have to be patient and go, okay... This doesn't make sense, but by about episode six, pieces will start falling together, and then by twelve, you're done for. Like you, I don't think you can stop after that point with my Yuri. Like, I mean, listen, me at the beginning of the, just these episodes of the podcast. At yep. first, I'm like, "This is the show you guys like, right?" <laughs> I'm like, "This is it." I remember you even messaging me like, "I don't know, man." Yeah. I, but now, listen to me now. I'm like, just 
just keep going. Yeah. Like, you have to just keep fucking going, man. You're like, I got to know how this resolves itself. Like, what's going to happen with Kirisu? Like, a, a lot of what helped me with that is, like, so, a lot of the stories that I read. Yeah. Are, like... The I mean, slow it's burn a slow kind of thing. Kind of burn, man. Like uh, my favorite series is Spellmonger. That's one you should read. Eventually, you, you when like I have it. time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fucking amazing. But it starts, you know, at the bottom. You know what I mean? The very fucking bottom, and you gotta like it's like fourteen and a half books in now. And I say half because they have like. Shorter books in between some right. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, You'll that's even, that. that's kind of how I felt. I started reading a series that Scott recommended called The Dresden Files, and it's about a wizard named Harry. <laughs> oh, he's, living, he's a hairy wizard. He is a hairy wizard. He's living in modern day Chicago, and he helps the police force there with their uh, supernatural cases. And, you know, the first couple books, you're kind of getting into it knowing characters. And I was like, okay, like they're good, you know, like nothing to write home about, but they're good. And I want to say by the third or fourth one, yeah, I was and hooked. And there's there's 17 of them out right now. Yeah, he and plans, the book three, he fucks up. And yeah. It, yeah. He fucks up, and, and so shit starts getting real. Um, and now I think I'm on book number eight out of 17. And you haven't seen shit yet. I know. There's 17 <laughs> books right now. He plans on making 24, and I'm in it for the long haul now. So I, even though I have a hard time with some slow burn things, this show was so worth it for me because I I fell in love with it and it actually made me want to watch more anime. I was I was more open and willing to check it out. To, yeah. s- to Another, stick with something sorry. Oh, oh, to no. stick with something that's uh comes out like as slowly as books do or and like stick with the story and like it's just a test in patience. It is yeah. what it is is like if you really enjoy it, you will wait for the next one and it's then, worth it to you. And maybe yeah. even you might be even the type of person when the next one's about to be coming out, you go back and read everything before it again. Yeah. But the Wheel of Time is another hard sell that I always try and recommend. That people. one was tough. The first fucking book was just like. Whoa. Yeah, I, I get it. But it's like by the time you're at book 14 and you're like, God damn, it's 1400 pages of climax. It's like, yeah, it's fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, he finished the last few. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah and that's that's exactly how the show is. You know, you just you have to be patient and invest the time. But the payoff when it all starts coming together and the pieces start fitting in the puzzle, like you know how we were talking about with Shining Finger, when you start finding out about her and you learn that Suzaha is a time traveler and she is Daru's daughter, and you know, even Mayuri makes that connection. You know, saying they kind of match each other, you know, and and there's even a hint to it episodes back where Okabe kind of looks at Daru and he looks at Suzaha and he kind of has like a huh moment, but then it just it passes very swiftly. And if you don't catch it, you don't start you don't pick up on those subtle nuances and, and and so it's worth it the payoff in the end finding out about the pin that he made and who her father is and and CERN's involvement and that there there technically is an organization even though he sounds like a total fucking nutbag the whole yeah. time they were literally listening yeah. from that moment he sent that first email but he didn't text know that message. at the time no he didn't well no but, he was just playing games like but it's funny though that he's playing games but it, that is their actual reality and so when it all starts coming full circle i think it makes it so worth it when you have those aha moments and you're like oh 
fuck. But like, you don't even realize how serious shit is. Like, shit is serious from the very beginning of the first minutes of the show. But they yeah. make it, they don't make it seem like that, though. Yeah. You know, which like is. Everything, like you guys said, everything mattered. Everything matters. mattered. Everything that happened mattered. Well, it's, and extending on that, too, the rewatchability of this show is really good, too. Because mm-hmm. knowing well, then yeah, going, everything, yeah. you pick up on all those nuances, and she's right. Like, if you pay attention to it, like, there's still things her and I, even on this watch through, with it being our third, that we're like, oh, shit. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't yeah. even pick up on that. Yeah, Including pick- you messaging me last night while I'm playing Civ, and you're like, what's this mean? And I'm like, oh, this is what I think, anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. let me get on Reddit real quick, like, and see what everybody else thinks, you know? <laughs> Apparently, we agreed, so. There's got to be a ton of fan theories about this show. Oh, there yeah. is, most yeah. definitely. I think... I mean, I sent you guys two YouTube clips about, like, the the nature of time travel in the show mm-hmm. or, like, the science of it. I mean, there's fuck tons of them. Like, yeah. go you could look. Really, you could really deep dive some shit, I'm sure. You could yeah. with this show, most definitely. I think, you know, even even as much as they try to explain it in the show, I think you can I think go they do a good job. I think they the do, too, because I, th- I think time travel is, it can be a complicated concept. And I think they do a good idea of simplifying it. For the watcher to where it can make sense to you and you're not confused as to what's happening. Yeah, the rope analogy works so well. It's very well. Because then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they explain themselves well enough that by the end of the series, you're not left going, huh? How do you do that? And that's also what I like about it, too, is I don't want to watch something that isn't going to make sense to me in any way. And at first, you know, like we said, it doesn't. But then you, it starts all coming together, and you're like, mind blown. Well, it's like magic systems and fantasy. You've got hard magic systems and soft magic systems, and this would be like that in the sense that all the rules are explained, how it works, mm-hmm. all the rules governing it, you know, whereas a lot of other science fiction, there's just a lot of hand-waving to that effect, where it's, you're just like, yeah. That's what makes Brandon Sanderson stand out, is he always does that. Yeah, exactly. All of his magic systems are hard and magic systems. some of the best... Uh, like you have to do that because I've read books, um, like fantasy books and shit, where they don't explain magic. I mean, Tolkien is is a good example of someone who, like, with Gandalf, we just know he's one of the Maiar. He's ancient. We know he's powerful, but we don't know what he can do. Yeah, and it, but that works. Yeah, and so it can work. Absolutely, it can. That works because that's not the point. Yeah, exactly. The point is to know that he is powerful. Yep. It's you, the mystery is that nobody understands. Like nobody there understands it, so the audience shouldn't either. Well, and I think where a system like that's a lot more appealing too is, you know, if you give something like magic rules and like he was saying govern governing it, then writing with it seems a lot more skillful whereas if you're just pulling concepts of like oh this person just used magic and you mm-hmm. have no idea how it's supposed to work in that world or why he's using it why he's able to wield it mm-hmm. then it just seems like someone's pulling something out of their ass deus ex machina that's exactly what that is the god in yep. the machine and spellmongers highly explain they talk about magic as like a science yeah and that is like they fully understand that they're manipulating like a field 
that the planet is like surrounded in or within it's like a cloud of this energy right right and, they, and so they're tapping into that and manipulating that so, yeah and they fully so it's more like not quite alchemy or whatever but you know that meld of science and magic yeah i mean there's a book i'm currently writing where i also have made a hard magic system that's somewhat like alchemy but different so and i love because i do find that stuff a lot of fun because um, even as a writer, it challenges you to think about actually thinking through the problems your character is facing and how can they actually solve this instead of going, oh, I don't know, but here he's magic, so yeah. fuck it. It's not you know? like the magic system is a part of the story, not just like a just an easy out for the character. Well, and if you do it well, it's not just a part of the story. It's a part of the setting to where the, the magic system and the world itself are connected. Yeah, yeah. yep. And that's, like Mistborn. Yeah. And uh, Way of Kings and anything that he writes, like in the Cosmere. Every time there's a magic system, there's a reason it works that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every planet has a different... System. Uh, type or multiple types. Yep. Like Mistborn has three. Yeah. At mm. this point, there's more than that. Well, fair, but at least in the original trilogy, there were three magic it, systems in Mistborn. Well, now, in, you, that's like you keep telling you, you got to read Again, the it's, second era. Yeah, once I'm it's done with the out. Masters, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's all out, and it won't take you nearly as long as, like, yeah, uh, some of the other stuff. They're, like, they're not nearly as long of books. I think they're, like, 24 hours instead of, like, on audiobook. Instead yeah, of like, like, 80. Instead of, like, yeah. Because uh, what was the the last uh, Stormlight book? Rhythm of War. Yeah, that one's like... Oh, but it was so good. Dude, we keep talking Dude. about it. <laughs> the so end good. of that shit is nuts. I know, I'm like, yeah. I wish I could comment on Me it. Me too, I I'm like... I have not read it, not Dude, familiar. There is, <laughs> if you Dude. did, bro. Bro. There are... Dude. If you want to get your heart stomped on... No, because there's a fantasy author who stomped my heart so many times that I just oh, don't. Just the bridge. Fuck them. Okay, just. I don't want to. Scott, <laughs> just the bridge four stuff. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That dude. I mean. Uh, just um, who's the guy that was addicted to the grass shit? The oh, that they would Afro man. No, he. he <laughs> no. Well, I'm trying to remember. Teft. Yeah. 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 Just his story. Um, it's, like every person in this crew of like slaves, yeah, they base they carry these bridges to get across cabin, while chasms. under enemy fire. Yeah, so they and they don't have any armor or any, and like, their chances of survival are pretty much per, nil. Yeah, yeah, they have so no. They're just disposable, and like they this the one guy like builds a whole like family like unit. He militarizes them. Yeah, and makes them like an effective like and but dude, it's like the saddest shit ever. Yeah, I mean the uh, most of the first book of Stormlight is you in the seat of Kaladin, who's a guy who um for lack of a better term, got to watch his brother get murdered, um, as suffering from severe depression and then sold into slavery, told to be a bridge runner where he might if he's lucky, run five bridges before he's dead. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that's where you start. And to watch what happens from there is really emotionally impactful if you 
Yeah. Dude, but I'd then, sob that's... like a little bitch. I get so attached to Dude, characters. a boss. Reading, Dude. Is, reading is tough for me because I get, like, I will sob through a book. You can ask Vince. I'm pretty sure he's seen me cry on the couch multiple times as I'm reading a book. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's so, fine. I'm going to give you a little piece. So when they start to realize that the magic system is starting to happen in this they start to realize that some people are what they call radiants and to become a radiant you have to face like your demons and shit a lot of the time okay and you have to and this is brandon sanderson right yeah you have to take what they call is ideals or isn't that what they are so basically what it is there's these creatures make oaths yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Yeah. So what it is, is there are these creatures called Spren. And what Spren are, are almost like little fairy children of the gods. And if, if Spren thinks that you are interesting or worthwhile to you, uh, or to them, they will offer you a deal, and they'll uh, do, uh, give, uh, do where you basically get an oath. And for each oath that you do, you gain more power with them, and you get closer to them. And in this world, f- about 4,000 years before, the last night's Radiant all just gave up, abandoned their spren, ki- and in so process killed all their spren, and magic left the world. And everyone, okay. and so that's yeah. why no one knows anything about magic or how it works, because literally the last... It just died out. Yep, exactly. And so um, as, as the series goes on, you as a reader learn more about... Because uh, that moment of why did they all abandon their spren is a mystery that looms throughout the series and once you find out you're like oh and so like in the spren wait how many books are there there right now four right now right now oh god there'll be 10 in total (laughs) but he said that it's going to be like two does he ever stop writing no he is a machine dude he is like he never but he just i He's and, not putting okay, out I will garbage. try, but he can't do to me what Terry Brooks did because I gonna. quit. I quit reading his books <laughs> <He's> after. <gonna. laughs> Dude, I know Terry Brooks He's slaughtered gonna. me from the time I was like nine, ten when I started reading I his stuff. And I guarantee I, you will cry. I quit. Oh, yeah. I quit reading Terry Brooks stuff because I was just like, I can't. You killed my favorite character in this one again. He literally kills all my favorites every single Dude, time. Doesn't I'm gonna matter. say one word: Moash. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. That shit's... That will piss her the fuck off. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, there's plenty that will. I'm just like... I quit mm. reading a book series that Vince wanted me to read because they killed a character. I yeah, stopped. which is ridiculous. I stopped reading it. It's I about do killing it. a character, but it's way worse than you think. Even Yeah. <laughs> then I'd probably quit. I'd be like, nope, fuck it. I'm you done. Just, it's she's pretty gonna be up. like, I'm not your sprint, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Well, and that's the thing is like when the sprint start to... So the first one is with Kaladin, right? Yep. And she happens to be a princess and whatnot. But like in their society, they have decided they're never gonna do. Yeah, they're never gonna bond. They're with never humans. gonna bond with humans ever again. Because, like I said, I don't remember what they call it, but basically that moment where humans were just like, "Yeah, we're out." Because, like, when you, like you said, when you do that, you when you separate, because that's a lifelong bond. If you separate. They attach to you, and then they die if you break your bond. And to make it even more fucked up, right? So um, in that world, 
there are things called shard blades and shard plates. And a shard blade, it looks like uh, the Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII, but it's made out of basically like crystal. Mm -hmm. And it can cut through anything, but when it cuts through you, instead of cutting your physical flesh, it will cut... cut through your spirit. Exactly. So if I cut your arm with it, it would kill all the nerves in it, and you would never use that arm again. And if you oh. cut somebody in a lethal spot, like let's say I go to cut your head off, your eyes burn out because your soul is gone. But the thing that's fucked up is all the shard plate and shard blades that still exist in that world are all dead spren. That's and their, all their dead bodies. Yeah. They're they're dead bodies, and so because of that, all the spren who are around it can he still hear their brethren screaming from the pain of it. Yeah, that's fucked up. And yeah, but, that's awesome. And uh, fucking rights, isn't it? And, yeah. like, and in the the society, like human society, only the high nobles and shit have shard plate. Who can afford it? And yeah. so they're having fighting these giant battles over what is it? Um, like just really over territory. Yeah, shit. they're fighting, but and see, I don't need so to read it. You guys are enough. They're oh no, no. we're just giving you the yeah, setting. This is like there's no plot here. This is just yeah, background. You're barely getting. Still spoilers. So, like, there'll be dudes wearing this giant armor with fucking huge sword just cutting through, like, hundreds of people. Yeah, they're bad. Like, you can't really kill somebody very easily in shard play. It can't really be done very easily. Yeah, we haven't given you uh, nothing. We haven't we ain't given you shit. I haven't even told you how the first book starts. I mean... He, he could write that on the back of the book, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, he told me the whole thing." Like you're like, "No, no there's too much there." But that is just the general setting, uh, and the world's interesting as well because there's this storm that shows up all the time called the All Father, and he, um, or Storm Father, I should say, and yeah. uh, it's like a giant hurricane that goes across the land, and it go, it's like a weekly occurrence, and so. Um, everybody has to be in storm shelters and plants look completely different than plants in our world. Like grass to them is like, what the fuck is this? It doesn't exist for them because hmm. it their, their grass pokes up out of the ground. But if you walk past it, it sucks back down into the ground. Yeah, it's it's when you weird. step it like goes into the ground and then. Yeah, there's no horses. Um, it's all plants that can survive the the, the hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it basically is like. Hurricanes every week. Yep. And, uh, Dude, fuck that. But here's the thing. Once you find out why, oh, my God. I know. You do this all yeah. the time. You're like, but, but, what, but once you know, man. But but that's <laughs> the thing. It's it, But th look at the Dresden Files. Once you know, you know. Like my, I love those. And if my two favorite boys die, I'm going to be pissed. I'm telling you right now. Well. I, no. I will quit. <laughs> I, if Michael and Thomas die... I will boycott that series. I mean, I already did it with uh, Rotten Ruin, so yeah. ridiculous. I can't believe they fucking killed <laughs> him. Just like, Fuck them. Such a good series, and she was like, "I'm I not get, reading it anymore." No, I get too attached to fictional characters, and then I just get slaughtered. And I'm Man. like, I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon's gonna do some shit to you then. That's what I'm saying. That's Dude, why I've avoided it for this long. But there are low lows, but the highs are like awesome. Yeah, you're he, just like holy. His shit. books define epic, and the thing yeah. that I love about Brandon is he lulls you in this false sense of security, where you're like, man, things are going. You feel like good. you know what's going on, and then he rips the rug out from underneath. Yeah, you and he's see, consistent. No. I'm gonna be sobbing and, on my couch, and he's gonna be like, "What's wrong?" And I'm gonna be like, "Fuck Brandon Sanderson!" Like, Dude, he's this so has happened already. 
Yeah, I was reading. I was reading a Nicholas Sparks book, and granted, here, gonna, okay, here's the thing. I know with Nicholas Sparks, we know what we're getting into when we read his books. Bitch is gonna die. Yeah, sometimes you just you just need that like break between what you're reading, and you're like, I'm just gonna go to a good old author that. I know it's going to happen, and I'm sitting there sobbing, and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, she died of lung cancer, and just sobbing, you know, and he's like, okay. And I'm like, he's just, got hep C. I'm like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I will be fine, but just let me sob for like 15 minutes on the couch, and I'll be good. No, I, I would say, though, the worst experience was Grey's Anatomy, trying to... Oh, yeah. That show fucked me up, too. But... yeah. The acting is got, just like, yeah, at sometimes when like people would die is just kind of like it's kind not of, really good. It's and kind so, of fun. dude. Patrick yeah. Dempsey has one facial expression for that. Just <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it was hard for me because I'm watching it and I'm not you know like as emotionally tied to it. So she's crying and I'm sitting there like. <clears throat> Don't fucking laugh. She's going to fucking Dude, chuck something at you. Don't laugh. I know. There were always times, like, I remember when we were watching the, like, the Infinity Saga with Marvel. I told him when we got to Infinity War and Endgame, I was like, you, I was like, just leave me alone. I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm going <laughs> to sob and just leave me alone because I'm going to ugly cry. And, and I did. Mm-hmm. I totally do. Sometimes I just sob on the couch and I'm like, you just leave me alone. And I'm like, don't, don't look at me. Although the, I mean, the Titanic, I can't hold that laughter. And she's like, I'll never let go, Jack. And then she <laughs> drops his ass like a I will, cube. I will cry yeah, every time I watch go. it. Yeah. This is why people have He's trust dead. issues. He's drops dead. Like an he could have fit on the door. Dude, the door was big. And they have done, like, I They've think proven people, it. Yeah. He, yeah. he wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to die. <laughs> it's for the plot. It yeah. is. He had to fucking uh-huh. just like. And then her ghostie meets him on the staircase at the end, and you just feel better. Dude, think of how shitty that'd be. Like, we're on, on our dead ship in the void. Yay. But they're together. <laughs> Living the same day but he before got, we died every day. He would have got saved too. Right. Eating the same seafood every day. Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, I love Titanic. Fuck off. That movie's great. Having the same care. strange every day. No. Dude, that was like peak. Tame your strength. That was peak Leo, okay? Like, that's all I got to say. It was um, last chef's kiss. Yeah, what? She, she's a DiCaprocorn in that movie. but uh, that's His the only... best performance was in Django. It was. No, Candy. I'm saying that was, was peak, like, pretty Leo. Like, I don't really find him attractive anywhere else except for in Titanic. He That's looked it. like Meg Ryan back then. What no, are you talking he didn't. about? Yes, he did. <laughs> just with the fucking 90s boy band haircut. Yeah, he was on it with Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Billy Crystal. You, you grow his hair out and make it wavy, and he's Meg Ryan. No. Back then, yes. The best Stop thing it. he ever gave us was the laughing meme. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do love that. Is, is one of my Django. most favorite memes on the planet. <laughs> it's fucking You're not alone. It's I love it. It is one of my. Everybody loves that one. It is no. one of my most faves on the planet. It works. I adore it's it. Really versatile. It yeah. is. Uh huh. You know, it works for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. So we should probably talk a little bit more about Steins Gate before. <laughs> Yeah, bring it to a close. Bring it around you know. here. This crazy train went off the rails. I was going to say, good. I need to send a D-mail to not talk about D-mail yeah. being dick pics. To not back send to those dick pics back in the yeah, day. Yeah, for real. <laughs> right. Don't do, bring do, it do, up. Wait, what is this? It derails the <laughs> podcast. D-D-D. <laughs> 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 it's all fading. Dick, dick, dick. 
So what are your thoughts? What what do you think is going to happen? What how how would you picture your ideal ending to this? I don't know. Like right now I know what I would I think I like has to happen. All right, tell he, us. Play by I think, play. I think he did it. Because right now where I'm at uh, he's talking to the red-haired chick. I don't remember names. Okay, Makase Kurisu or Christina. Uh, yeah, Christina. Get okay. it right, God. Yeah, God. <laughs> but oh, right idiot. now, right now, he like we said, he had the realization that she's has to die for uh the other dude to do <laughs> to <live. laughs> Myeri <laughs> to survive. Yes. And then he tells her that, and by the end of the episode, she's like, you gotta let me go, you know, the whole thing. And what was fucked up was, like, as he's, like, hitting enter on the thing and, like, resetting shit, he's like, okay, I'll I'll do it. Because they have the whole shirt off moment, and they're like... It's like, would you just, oh, yeah. like, fuck already? Like, Jesus Christ. Right, like, just yeah. get it over. Like, go get a room. God. And, like, just, just fuck it out. Don't even need to get a room. Just right there. Just, the only, just do it. Just, the only <laughs> thing that would have made it better is if before he did hit enter, if he said, I'll he never let hit you that. go. Yeah, I know. And then hit it. Yeah, he should have hit it and then hit the button. <laughs> yeah. Right. They would have been so much more romantic. I'll never no, it'd even be better. I'll never let you down then his finger goes down, hits yeah. the button. <laughs> I'll never erase you. Cue Rick Astley. I'll never hit enter yeah. quick. <laughs> you know what was fucked up is like she runs in the door mm-hmm. like as he hits the button and she's like, I fucking love you. Like And then he's like switching world lines, bitch. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Yeah. By this point, so you that's are well far, decomposed. That's as far as I am, and that seems to be like a good way to th- stop it because then you never affected anything and you're back on the natural flow of things. So fucking with it further seems but, like a bad idea. But could you let the woman you love die that way? <sighs> no. See, there, there you, you go. go. Uh-huh. See, that's the tough thing, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Because now mean, you want to go... Oh, okay. I can go back and like, because she was she remembered her like because he did the whole thing he did with the uh, the Queen Maeve chick. Yeah, she she remembered everything by the end of that. Like all all the times he had gone back, she started to remember everything. Yep. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Like gravy, so the did, plot thickens. So I didn't, I didn't hear. Did she tell him who killed her? No, no. Yeah. That <laughs> is something that hasn't been spoiled. No, yet. you don't know she yet. Didn't, she didn't remember that. No, what, dude. When you're gonna find out who, you're gonna be like, oh shit, it's him. Yeah, you're no. gonna be like fucking. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're. I feel like everything gets. It's so shocking. If it's my eerie, I'm gonna be like. Not my Bang. man, bitch. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> poor, poor my Yuri, though. Like, I just. She skips up the stairs, like. When you're on a chicken bender, grab, grab a, a box, box of chicken, chicken tenders. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sing that to Vince every time I'd come home with a bag of chicken nuggets. Yep. Yep. Every time. 
Yep, and yeah. I always, I, I just hop in the door and go, I swear to God, I couldn't find a, anything of her going do to do. And I, that seems huh. easy to find, right? You would right. think. Yeah. But I will say, from this point on, now it's, the focus is on Makise. Yes. From here on out. Well, yeah. I mean, because... Because Myri's safe. Do you think you're going to want to watch Steins Gate Zero after this? Do you think you'll want... But we want... can't really talk about that one I yet. know we can't, but I'm just... But it's so juicy. I'm curious if you'll want to watch some more. Well, yeah, probably. And there's a movie. Because I was going to say this... We might as well this... keep going. I was going to say, Steins Gate Zero, I think, is better because... What? No, no, I'm saying it's... It... Not that it's better. I think it's better when you go into it if you've already watched Steins Gate because it's not oh, going to yeah. be it's not going to be a confusing slow burn to you at this point. I think it's easy to dive. Yeah, I mean, I'll have information. You will. Yeah. I think it's easier to dive right into that one. And yeah, for sure. I mean, didn't that... we watch it when it was dubbed as well as subbed? I think we watched both. Uh, zero. Yes. No, you guys watched dubbed. I watched subbed. When we it came waited out. for the dubbed. Yeah, because right. I, I, because wanted... I had to know. I was like, I need answers. You're like, I have to watch <laughs> it right now. After the, after the end of this. Oh well, yeah. It, so how many years between the two? So of them? without giving anything, so I'll just say this: they're connected. The two shows are yes, definitely they connected. Are. Um, I can't say how because that well, would spoil. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why we can't really talk. When did about they it. make Zero though? Like how? Twenty eighteen. When did they make Steins Gate? Came out in twenty fifteen, right? Twenty eleven. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so they waited like a whole seven years until they decided to do. Well, you got to keep in mind they had to make the the game. So there's a Steins Gate Zero game. Mm-hmm. So they had to make the game first, and then they had to do the same exact thing, where the game has like got eight different paths. So they had to kind of try and make it cohesive. I would argue in Zero, it, they had a much harder time with How do you play that. the game? Um, so it's on uh, PS4. Or P- well, PS3 for the original, but they re-released it on PS4, and Steins Gate Zero is on PS4. Can you play them on PC at all, or is it only a PlayStation exclusive? That I don't know. Okay, I'd have to look it up. But the thing is, I've shown you what it looks like. Just yeah, look, I've, well, I've, I've seen it. Just mm-hmm. look on Steam. I, uh, yeah, so... It's a game, but it's not like Mass Effect where you're actively doing stuff. It's a it's hell a, yeah, it's on Steam for eleven ninety nine. There you go. <laughs> so one thing they did, and I was really excited for it. I own it as a special box set, like deluxe shit. Is they took the original Steins Gate visual novel and they added all the animations from the TV show into it. So they added scenes from the TV show into the game to animate it and give it a little bit more livelihood because it's really you're looking at a still image and reading text. That's how the game is. It's like it, you know, it's like, um, oh, that fucking wagon train game back in the day, yeah, day where you trail. die of dysentery. Yeah, yeah, where you die of dysentery. <laughs> it's like that, in a way. I, so that's what I'll say is playing through the game, that's what you have to keep in mind. And if you don't like that kind of game play, I don't think I would mind it. Okay. i just give you the, the, the heads up. But Steins Gate Zero, I've played a fair amount of Steins Gate Zero, more than I've played the original. Hmm. And uh, Did I'll, you read the... Um, novels you were talking about? Mm, well, well, you said the they... games are visual novels. Oh, that's a, okay. That's a, I that's thought a you genre. Like, I got you. Yeah, they. I think they might have made a manga afterwards, but the games are the source. That's material. what I thought you meant was like a manga where you like chose your own path. No, it's a the, that the would games be a are huge fucking that. book, man. That would be a fucking huge so, book. If you if you do like choose your own adventure books, one that's comical is there. I don't remember the exact title, but it's about Romeo and Juliet, and you get to choose how that ends, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, huh. 
Huh. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember. It's like not Romeo and not Juliet or something. I'd have to look what up what it is. But it's, yeah, it's a choose your own adventure novel. I chose one where he sneaks into their house to be a maid. And you can have the choice of doing something different or keep dusting. And I just kept going, keep dusting, keep dusting, keep <laughs> dusting. And so he grows of old age as their maid and fucking dies. <laughs> Shit like that where you're like, okay then. And Juliet's like a big roided out bodybuilder chick. <laughs> that sounds fucking There's a game called BitLife. Have you played that? Mm-mm. Uh, you can download it on your phone. But it's you could do shit like that. Like you, Like you're born... So it starts from when you're born, and you just like progress through your life, and you make different choices. You can just beat people up randomly, or just like, just whatever. Yeah. By the way, I like there's Mass Effect over there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I haven't played it though. Well, I'll say this: um, I would recommend playing it on PC or with modern consoles with Legendary Edition because it makes the first game it polishes it a lot more. Yeah. But and I will say, first, it's another series. Game one is good, but it's um, you don't start getting really heavily emotionally invested until game two, and then game two gets you in the feels, and then game three rips your fucking heart out. Yeah. So. Well, there, there's a. On the DVDs that Chelsea let me borrow, there's this, like, Mass Effect show, like, a trailer on there. Yeah, there's an anime. Dude, the anime, the animation is so shitty, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I've it. never, I've never watched I it. I, I hate what? it. Like, every time, I'm like, it just makes the, sh- it just doesn't look, like, the same, like, you know, as the game, so, and it looks, I just don't like the style. No, oh, that's oh it's awful. Too. Yeah, it looks like shit, huh? Like the characters look really dumb. Shepard looks stupid. Is it? Is it actually Shepard? I thought it was a story that was real. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the dude looks dumb. Okay, look at him. He looks like a Chad. That's that's he does not look Shepherd. like a Chad. Okay, well, whatever. No, that's, that's different. He's got dark hair. Shepard has dark hair. I don't fucking know. That was a different. You're one. lucky that I know who Shepard is. Yeah, because I won't shut up about Because I'm like, if you gave this a chance, you would also love it. Yeah, well, you know, Hogwarts Legacy has my heart right now. So, Accio. That game is fucking bomb. Accio. It's so fucking addicting. Stop. Stop. (laughs) You are the chosen one. (laughs) What if I can't get it up? Accio. Love your song. We're doing it again. Yeah, we're uh, oh, well, righty Roo. Like, yeah, I think we're done with yeah, as far as now we you can gotta, right now. You gotta end it and end so yep. it. I got I don't know how many episodes. I think left. you have four left. And a half. Which Three is crazy four. because like I said, this seems like the perfect place to stop. You'd it think. Because yeah. there's still so much I mean, in the first he episode. Could be, he could just be you know, suck it up and be like Oh, there's you know, 20. Oh, loved her. Oh. There's 25. But except that. Well, no, there's 23. There's like an OVA, which is unrelated. It's just where the studio made, you know, made their own thing. Not according to Google. Google. Michael well, Google. There's like, f- <laughs> there's like uh, <laughs> four episodes on the list when I was looking on the disc. So it showed that you were on uh, 20. Okay. So five. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, you need to finish it because then we can talk about where Zero comes into it. Right. Well, we'll wrap, yeah. we will wrap up Steinsgate in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, 
Don't forget to uh, follow the Comic Zone wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Spotify. We're on YouTube too for the main show. Yeah, we got video um, of the main show. I always make sure to paint the barn, you know, before I'm on there so we don't scare anybody away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish. I mean, so we will eventually get video on these ones. Yeah, eventually it'll happen, but... We're kind of just sitting in my living room. Yeah, for right now, you just you just gotta listen to our pretty voices. Yep. Um, that's it. We will wrap up Steins Gate on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Yep, thanks no for matter what me. you're f- you're from. Keep dragging them balls. Yeah, Get them thanks. chicken tenders. Yeah, thanks for uh, being on these and shit, bro. Yeah, you got it. Later. Asta. Urishabara delicate as an orchid, fair as a cherry blossom, the personification of feminine grace, and a dude.